Welcome to Can You Do a Double with Ruby and Britt, where we spill the tea on our life fails, mid-twenties and all things nursing. So really, a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Britt here. A quick disclaimer, we're just two registered nurses from Australia, debriefing about our nursing journey so far and using this podcast as a creative outlet. This podcast is not intended to give out medical or policy education, and we strongly advise you look into your own workplace policy and do your own research into important topics. And five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Can You Do a Double with me, Ruby, and my co-anchor, Britt. Hey there, everyone. Ruby, I thought you were about to forget your own name. I I did. I did almost forget my own name just then. It's been a big week. It's been a big week. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty much all the way there to becoming a TikTok sensation. Yeah, well, I have heard that there is a new TikTok dance coming out. Yeah, it was. It was the most hectic workout, pretty much, I've ever done. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So Ruby has taken on the world of dance. <laughs> yeah, the world of dance. That's it. TikTok. It was like a. Uh, one person who decided that like six of us were going to do this TikTok dance and I have never realised what learning a TikTok dance actually entails. Okay, so you've got a newfound appreciation for TikTokers. I yeah. like this. Hours and hours of practice. Really, hours. Hours in a tiny little room. It was a 1,000 degrees. We were all in pyjamas. Everybody, no one looked aesthetic. Everybody was sweating. Like red faced and sweating. <laughs> and now we had um, a, a very good teacher who was like okay. very on board and was, yeah, it was like being on an episode of Dance Mums, basically. Right. Yeah. Snap, it's going to be a new click, side hustle. Turns, step turn, jump turn. It was very hectic. Right. Is it going to be a new side hustle or are you uh, going to stick to your day job? Or look, I I think it would just blow up too much if, it, if I right. released it to the world. Too much press. I also think I'm covered in the actual video. I'm sort of oh. in the middle at the back. So I think I've been covered by the two people who actually really did know the dance very well. Wow. Okay. All right. No offense to everybody else. So you didn't really get your opportunity, or no, I didn't get my time to shine, which was fine by me because I actually, I think, put a stop to it, and I was like, "We'll do this two more times, and then we're stopping." I'm done. Yeah. But hey, it's a new year. It's 2023, everyone. So it's going to be our year. I've already put it out there in the universe. Been manifesting. You've been manifesting hard. Yeah. Yeah. Got my crystals out. It's. It's happening. Well, we're nearly at 70 followers on the Instagram. Can you believe that? That's kind of crazy. We've only released two episodes, but thank you so much for everyone's support. And and we don't even know everyone now. Yeah. That's we've got cool. absolute newbies. Which absolute is just newbies. So exciting. So thank you so much if you've been listening so far. We very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. So this week we were thinking to cover like a bit of a ser- more serious topic yeah um, we can't really get away from the serious topics can we no we love us a good serious chat yeah don't we Brit? yes we do we're just gonna it's go a good one what are we talking about today well we're gonna talk about the current strikes in the uk they kind of they've been a little bit um, popular on TikTok and Instagram mm. and they've also been talked about a little bit at work because there's a few people at work who did work in the UK um, about 10 years ago and they were sort of commenting about how the pay hasn't changed a great deal from what they've heard in the last 10 years since they worked there but the conditions and the I guess acuity and busyness has gone up it's worse yeah yeah, yeah. So we thought we'd just give everybody a quick rundown because neither of us really knew 100% why it was happening and what they were asking for and what was going on. So we thought we'd just do some research and try to give you a little bit of a comprehensive idea of what's happening. 
Yeah, and how it might relate to Australian practice and where we kind of sit in comparison to the UK. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So firstly, I'm just going to quickly do a little bit of like what they're asking for, what they currently get, a little bit of number crunching just to give everybody a bit of an idea of what is actually going on. And then Britt's going to go into like the more hardcore serious topics. Mm. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, I'll just do the maths. Okay. Which is great because if anyone knows me, I can't maths. Give us the numbers, Give us the numbers. Crunch the numbers. All right. So, according to nhseemployers.org, currently band five RNs, so your first year out of uni RNs, they are on um, 13.84 pounds an hour, which equates to annually 27,055 pounds. Right. Right. So... The RCN, so the Royal College of Nurses, is asking for a 5% above inflation increase, um, yep. which would take it to about a total, like a total increase with the 5% of 17.6. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment, now we're, when we talk about this, we're just talking about England because Scotland and Wales, they all have their own um, different agreements going on. So we're just talking about England. Mm. But... They have been offered a $1,400 uplift one-off payment, um, which is pretty much like nothing. And the current Prime Minister has not agreed to any of these terms at the moment. He's only agreed to the $1,400 payment. Yeah. Now, if we look at quickly what they were earning 10 years ago in 2012 – they were earning £21,000. So they've had an average increase of £580 a year in 10 years, which is well below inflation. Yeah. that's yeah. Just, It's kind of um, insane to think how little it's actually increased because I think we figured out that the increase over the last 10 years, like from the hourly rate, has only really gone up by less than £2. Yeah with no real other benefits they do get a high care a uh, high cost area allowance if they live in certain parts of england yeah like um, London and those places yeah but we didn't really look into that um no. but i did quickly look at the cost of living in london so mm. there was a site called posito.uk and they just said for a single person in london £24,000 a year is essential. your essential cost of living. So, like, rent, utilities, food, nothing else, bare minimum. Yeah. And to have a little bit of fun and go out for dinner and actually live, you would need £37,000. Uh, sorry, £39,000 a year. Which is way less than what your nurse grade fives are earning. Exactly. And even if they do get their 17.6% increase they will still only be on £31,000 a year. Right. So still below. So still £8,000 below what would allow them to actually live. Yes, right. Yeah, that's that's insane considering um, these people that we're talking about, they've all gone away to university and studied and are qualified professionals, registered professionals, and they're not even making enough to live above the cost of living right now no exactly like I even heard that some people can't heat their houses yeah they can't and afford is, to pay their heating bill that is like something completely foreign to us Australians I suppose uh, yes depending on where you live yeah but yeah that's that's a legitimate concern that they can't afford to do that <laughs> That's-, and that's also like a health and safety thing. Like, yeah, I mean, having aircon in Queensland is great. It's a luxury, but it's, but it's not. not you're not going to die if you don't have it. You feel like you're dying, but you won't actually die. Yeah, that's so true. Whereas they might actually like, you know, it's very cold in England. Well, it's it's like what are the three main things that you need to survive? Like shelter, food, and water. <laughs> yeah, that's your shelter gone. Yeah, what was that? What's his name? That guy that does that. Oh, uh, I have no I- idea. I remember we learned about it at uni. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we were going to go into um, why it's all happening now. Like, 
why is there such a demand for such a huge increase now? Because if you read the headlines, it kind of just seems a bit um, like they're asking for so much. But really, once you start looking and digging through it, it's been such a long time since there's been any substantial increase. So they do now have to demand a huge increase just to sit above that inflation line. Um, so I was looking into it and as we all probably know from recent news, you, the UK has gone through quite a few big changes in the last year. Obviously COVID um, is probably the most obvious one because it affects us as well. Um, but that's obviously put uh, an immense pressure on the health service um, on NHS. It's caused massive delays in treatments because they had to stop elective surgeries and procedures for an extended period of time so there's a lot of a backlog on that they've obviously redistributed costs and funding all over the health service so money that they did have you know has been reallocated to to COVID causes and um, vaccines and all of that sort of stuff um, and the other the other big catalyst is probably um, actually giving praise to the NHS workers as health heroes. You know, we saw all of that mm. stuff coming out in the media where they were getting applauded after a shift finished and all of those big things. The claps every Thursday. Yeah. And whilst that is a, a genuinely nice mm. thing to do and it was very wholehearted at the time, there's been no real bonuses or benefit, um, like monetary benefit or, you know, for the increase in workload and the demand that they're now facing, there's been no real, I don't know, benefit mm. other than just the title of being a health hero. And so I think a lot of, oh, sorry. No, you're right. Oh, I was just going to say like a lot of TikToks and um, reels also talk about the NHS being like run on the gratitude and the goodwill of nurses. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even like the executive secretary, of the RCN said gratitude is not enough. It doesn't pay the bills and it doesn't stop nursing staff leaving the profession. Yeah, that's so, so true. And that's what yeah. I've seen as well is like whilst the claps and the applauding was just a nice thing to do at the time, it doesn't pay their bills. It doesn't cover their, their costs of living. So no, exactly. Yeah. The other um, two big things that I'd mention that I think have had a lot to do with why this strike is happening now is Brexit, which in itself is a huge topic and very it can get a bit nitty-gritty, a bit confusing. So the things I looked into it and I looked into one of the um, – a recent study from actually December this uh, – December 21 um, about Brexit and how it had an effect on the NHS. And basically, because they left the EU, there's a lot of new introductions to different immigration laws, which – I guess because they live so close to so many other countries, they do rely on staff, like staff coming from other places around Europe, um, especially when it comes to doctors. I think they found that there's been a massive decrease in doctors, especially because of the new immigration laws. Um, so I guess that's put a lot of pressure anyway on staffing levels, let alone the pay. So, and they yeah. probably didn't really think like prepare for that when they were like when Brexit was happening. No, no one probably thought that far ahead. Yeah, well, like and Brexit and COVID together, they're just two Too very much. big things to have happened in such close timing. Um, and then the other thing was that I read, and this one's a little bit it can get a little bit confusing is that there's no clear agenda to bring um, health benefits into health through the um, UK via trade agreements. So basically there's very little appeal to a lot of people to kind of get into the industry at the moment because there's no, there's a very murky sort of water lack of transparency going on about where health, like the UK health system sits. So they don't really get any like, anything good yeah you know like over here like when doctor international staff move over here they often get like housing allowances and it's there's a lot a lot that goes into like drawing people out 
and mm. come and work. Yeah, and what's interesting about the immigration laws now is a few years ago I had actually um, decided that I wanted to try and work over in the UK. So I had secured a job over there and I had seen that ad on Facebook, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we see it all the time. They try and draw yeah. it out. That, that's how in demand they are with staffing. They've, you know, gone to places like us. But once you start looking at the numbers and what these workers are actually earning, it doesn't seem like appropriate or it doesn't seem like a good deal to go and do that because even if you wanted to work and travel, you might be better off like working a part-time job in a very like different setting, whether that's like being a bartender or a barista, you know, and being able to travel rather than working in such a stressful, demanding job and not even be able to cover your basic bills. Yeah. Because that's totally how they try to entice us after we finish uni. Oh, yes. come to the UK and you'll be able to go to Paris for the weekend. Exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when that's really not not the case. I know with my job that I had lined up, it was a full-time job. So, I, you know, five days a week um, in shift working. So I wondered how that actually worked out. And that came before COVID. So... Aren't you glad you didn't go over there? Yeah, I'm definitely relieved. Yeah, I think to go there during COVID. Yeah, there would have been some nice things about it, you know, living overseas, trying something different. But when you're talking about cost of living and actually being able to get out there and do things, you do need a certain amount of money to do that. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that you kind of brought to my attention was also the Queen's passing and the King's coronation because you struggled to find this article again, but I thought it was just something really funny to mention is how um, the government had put so much money into like the, you know, the formalities of the Queen's passing and the King's coronation and all of those things. And then now the health minister is basically saying this pay rise is unaffordable. Yeah, it's and just... I, I love the royals. Like, yes. don't get me wrong. I do like the royals, and I did cry when the queen died. I was very, yeah. very upset. Yes. Um, but they are still planning on King Charles's coronation next year. Yeah. And they actually said, asked the ministers if they had spoken about the increase for the nurses and the paramedics, and they said, oh, no, we haven't spoken about that this today in our meeting, but we have spoken about king charles's coronation next year and planned it yeah (laughs) and i think everybody just went is that really your priority right now yeah a bit of an eye roll like okay the nhs is kind of bursting at the seams Mm. but we'll talk about what outfit he's wearing yeah (laughs) we'll talk about this big like party that we're going to have next year that's going to cost millions and millions of taxpayer dollars yeah yeah but we won't talk about a pay rise and he's actually said, because most people, sorry, this is just random royal knowledge that I have. Okay. He, sorry. He was famed for being the royal that wanted a scaled back monarchy. Right. And he was all about, like, getting rid of a lot of that, like, pomp and circumstance that they have. But now he said, oh, no, my coronation will be just as grand as <laughs> I've always wanted it to be. How interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was quite funny. Yes. Well, and I guess that leads us to the the last obvious most um, reason for the strike. So the strike is their first ever national strike for NHS, and it cl- includes over 100,000 workers, over 65 different services. So that's all of the UK. It's the biggest one they've ever seen, and it's all for the same reason, for pay negotiation, and that's because the ministers have had a repeat refusal to talk about any pay um, increases. So it's it that in itself has provoked so much anger that it's led to this this industrial sort of action of a strike. Which is the last resort that any anyone wants yeah. to take. And everyone's yeah. aware of that. Like the unions are aware of that. The people striking are aware that it's the last resort. Yes. Yeah. Know. It's um quite an interesting thing to see play out and to also just like think about it in terms of Australia and whether we've ever seen something similar or if this is completely unheard of. I don't think I've ever seen anything. No, we've definitely had marches and I think um, in Queensland especially we've had 
a really good union that's always had a very good communication line with the government. Um, so our demands have always kind of been mm, met, at least discussed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like they negotiated. Um, and I think that's their problem now is that the health ministers don't even want to go in and negotiate pay and talk about the situation at hand. But I wonder, like, if they just assume that it will all blow over and everybody will come back to work and it will be fine again. Yeah. When really it's it's gotten past that point now. Like, they've got so many holes in their system. Um, it's just, it seems to be falling apart, which is very sad. Mm. Um, I, we were also just, just out of interest, we decided that we might have a look at the values of the NHS. Yes. Yeah. So, which is quite funny. It's a bit Um, ironic. It is a bit ironic. So the six values in the NHS constitution. So it says, um, by living by these values, we can ensure the best possible care for patients. So the, one of them is everyone counts. The second one is improving lives, compassion, commitment to quality of care, respecting dignity, and working together for patients. Right. Okay. <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's a few things that you could break down there when it comes to this. Well, definitely everyone counts. We can tell that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone counts except your employees. Yeah. Except your employees. No. And it, it's hard to know how much NHS want to increase work like pay and improve work conditions and how much it's you know the head honchos and the health ministers really cutting down in the budget at hand like it's it's hard to know who's really responsible but it is very ironic yeah extremely ironic like how can this be improving people's lives it's not and it's sad because the nhs was like one of the first health services to be put in place yes and and public health public health yeah and to actually be able to provide affordable health care for the whole of your like your whole nation yeah you know so you can tell that it really it started off really well the commitment to of quality care as well that's an interesting topic because of some of the comments that have been have been made such big Um, bold statements from like the health minister Steve Barclay um, and the the chancellor from the treasury and all of those different people they're kind of um, saying that these a general gist that the strikes are going to cause an impact to patient care and safety and it might increase the risk of um, of mortality and those sorts of things on the on the strike dates but it's it's so silly because because of the lack of pay, so many people have upped and left their jobs. There's mm. huge um, vacancies within the NHS now. And so you, some people are coming to work and they're only one nurse on the whole entire ward. Like, how is that safe? And how is that quality mm. care when there's only one nurse to 20 patients? And any, like anyone who works in health will tell you that it is not safe. To have one nurse to 20 patients. No. Not safe at all. You cannot possibly give everybody attention and look after everybody and manage any signs of deterioration, even any just personal care. You just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. I just think it's um, very ironic. And some of these comments that are being made are just so unfair. Like, I don't think anyone that is actively striking at the moment is doing it because they want to harm patients or they you know I don't think that's their intentions at all I think it's gotten to a point where they they need to just demand action and one of the quotes that I got so there's a few unions involved between the ambulance and nursing services and again this is what separates maybe Australia from UK as well is that um, the NHS also covers the ambulance service and they work very closely together Um, But the Royal College of Nursing, the main union for nursing, said um, in regards to the next strike, they said next time it will be harder for the NHS to operate on strike days. We have to make it more difficult because if we don't cause difficulty, what's the point? 
So basically they're saying we need to demand action now um, and if they don't make it difficult for health ministers, nothing will be done. No, no, that's so true. Yeah. So it is um, quite an interesting point to make. And I think that, like, it is important that they do make a stand. Yes, yeah. And do campaign for what they need, you know, like, because it, as it's as it's been mentioned, like, it's a catastrophic kind of situation. And the mm. only way you can get any, hope to get any change is by, like, standing up and uniting, which they've done. Yeah, and all of the, the other thing is, all of the catalysts that we've talked about, Brexit, COVID, the Queen's passing, all of those big ones, they've also kind of... Um, distracted the minds of workers for Mm. a a few years now you know so you do kind of I know in in healthcare you do kind of get by with a little bit of praise every so often like that's enough to just keep your fuel going and keep it and Kit Kat maybe yeah like little things will keep you going Mm. and so I think now that everything's kind of starting to subside you know we're past the brunt of all of those things they're really taking a step back and saying hey this is not right we're really struggling here and we haven't really seen any benefit to all of our hard work over the last three years especially um, which is very sad and I think COVID globally like even here where we were in Queensland we were not as affected as they were in the UK by COVID Mm. it still made everybody step back and look at what was really important Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, focus on like on their families and on their friends. And it sort of just became a bit of like, we don't need to be at work killing ourselves for yeah. the benefit. Well, it's also interesting, like the terms, if you think about it, like they call us essential workers. And, but then this is happening. It's like, you need us. They need nurses they need doctors they need Mm -hmm. paramedics like you need to be able to pay us what we're worth and even if you subsidize system future nurses and doctors and say i'll make it you know better for them to get into uni and all that kind of thing you still have to wait like three to five years for for them yeah for them to finish their training it's not just going to be an instant like six week sort of thing and can I just say on that note, because is that that's Melbourne, isn't it? That um, yeah, Melbourne like a subsidized bachelor, bachelor like undergrad of nursing. Yeah, so it hex free. Yeah, do not do nursing if that is not what you think is going to suit you and your personality. Like just because it's subsidized doesn't is not a good enough reason just to go into nursing, um, because yeah, it just won't work out for you. I don't no. think. No, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, um, it's not something you can do unless you really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And like, even if you do, it wears thin sometimes. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially in this sort of circumstance where they're not getting paid what they're worth and to live above the average person. Yeah, and Melbourne is actually the second worst state for pay. Really? The fun fact, yeah. Second and Queen- Queensland's the best at the Queensland's moment. Queensland's the best, yeah, by a lot, by like yeah. $2 an hour. Yes. Yeah. So, and and go. the other thing with our, so in terms of Queensland, our EB11 has just been passed and the um, back pay and all of that stuff has occurred. But we also have some planning for the next few years in regards to where our pay will sit mm. and what we can expect which is really reassuring when you look at this situation because the NHS and the workers for NHS really have no clear guide as to what will happen in the next few years. So a lot of them are jumping ship because they have nothing to really gauge yeah. where, the, where they'll be in five years. And with inflation, like at least we know they've guaranteed us pay, a pay rise and a payment if the pay rise does not meet inflation. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we've I at think, least got that. I think right. our pay rise will at least be a minimum of eleven percent to twenty percent over the next three to four wow, years. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. 
Yes. So, and and that's what I mean. Like, if they if the NHS had done this gradually, it wouldn't seem such a big deal now. It would be like a ten billion dollar, um, you know, figure that they have to pull out to give everybody a pay rise. Yeah. So of course it's unaffordable now because they haven't really attended to it in the last ten years. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. Um, what do you think of this comment? I just pulled it from a Guardian article because I thought it was just wild. So this is from Steve Barclay, the health, um, one of the health ministers, and it says, strikes are in no one's best interest, least of all the patients, and I urge unions to reconsider further strike actions before work at walkouts cause deeper impacts to patients. All right, Steve, why don't you go out and... Um jump in an in a in an ambulance and drive around or why don't you give up i'm sure that he's on a, a very lovely salary a very comfortable a very comfortable salary <laughs> that's for sure yeah it's um Crazy. it's an interesting thought isn't it it's also it shows that you're the health minister but you have like no idea what you're talking about yes well and like that's the thing like when NHS has values like everyone counts well Mm. the health workers like the amount of stress that they're under because of staff shortages can only I can only imagine how that's affecting their mental health as well yeah and they also people were still working during these strike days yes it wasn't the the doors were not shut no no they were still going out to see like category ones and twos, sick kids. They were still seeing all those people. They weren't kicking people out of the hospital. Yeah, that's it. There was even statements made from the unions, in particular the ambulance um, unions, which are the main ones I saw, Unison, Unite and GBM. They were all assuring the public and their areas that they would be supporting category ones, twos and even threes in some areas um, to ensure those those people experiencing life-threatening injuries or um, conditions will be attended to. There might be some delays to that, of course, but that they would be attended to and they would be prioritised. And it's the same with, you know, there's also another statement I saw that said um, sick babies, dialysis patients, Mm. people in, like, ICU and emergency, you know, if their acuity demanded it, they would also be looked after. Yeah, exactly. And it was only, I I spoke to one of my friends who has family in Wales and she said that um, someone she knew over there fell over in the snow. Okay. And she, like, she was not hurt, but she couldn't get the ambulance to come out and help her get up out of the snow. So she had to get a neighbour to come and help her. Yeah. And I thought like, you know, that's still, they like, they were still facilitating like so much care yeah that that and that's like the kind of thing that they would get called out for as well things like that the thing that I keep thinking and not not to drag on about COVID too much more but these people that are now striking they were in the thick of it during COVID they were putting their lives on the line to help people every single day during COVID you know, when other people were told to stay home and everything, they were the ones going out and helping the general public. And they people died. Yes, yeah. Mm. Like healthcare workers died, yeah, died. By, by doing this. Um, and that, you know, that was well and truly before vaccines were a thing, um, you know, the COVID medication that can be given for immunocompromised people. All of those things um, came out much later in the in the narrative, but it's it's just ironic now because these strikes are so publicised. Everyone knows what days these strikes are going to occur. Mm. Like it, it's a bit like take caution on these days. Like if you if you sprain your ankle, well, mm. you're probably not going to be the priority that no. day. Um, you know, and and find alternative options. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because this is the the public sector of health mm. in in UK as well. So I I'm sure that there's other services that are private that would be able to take some of the slack on yeah. these days as well. And I think people would be surprised at like, you know, at 
Oh, I got my phone then. Sorry. Um, I think people would be surprised at like how much other help is available. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And just maybe, maybe you could manage certain things at home, like cold and flu, and things that yeah. don't need to go to an emergency department. Exactly. A bit of a um, wake up call to the public, I think. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, hundred percent. And maybe that's it. Maybe the public don't really understand the conditions anymore. I don't and they, think they, they do. do. Yeah, maybe and why, they think why the would you? is enough. But like, why would you? Unless you're in it, you're not gonna. How are you gonna have any insight into it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of the interesting things when they were talking about the pay rises, and this came out of the Treasury and from the Chancellor of the Senior Treasury. This is a direct quote from him. It was published in The Guardian um, only this last month in December. It says, sometimes doing the popular thing isn't the right thing. If we give nurses more than, (laughs) sorry, I just can't get over this line. It says, if we give the nurses more, then it will be the teachers next. It opens up the floodgates to pay rises across the board. Oh, and that would be terrible for everyone to get a living wage. (laughs) Um, And it's just so weird to have said to even bring teachers into this discussion because it's like oh okay so it's also teachers that are in the, a similar boat <laughs> yeah exactly to, um, to NHS. I feel like he's not going to get re-elected yeah it would be very interesting to see <laughs> what happens I feel like he might lose his health ministership oh well sorry this was from the treasury this was the chancellor oh, this was well, a- he might lose his treasury no no but I just thought that was a really interesting statement because I guess both nursing and um teachers have very strong unions so maybe they're worried because of the the memberships towards unions that they would also demand this but I'm picturing like the monopoly man yeah going like no you're all in jail do not pass jail do not collect your bonus. How dare you ask us for a pay increase after 10 years? <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. I think we've rambled on for a little bit, but it's yeah. been a, an interesting topic. De- yeah, definitely an interesting topic to pull apart. And I'm, I'm really happy that we, like, kind of took the time to have a little bit of a look into it, just yes. for my own, my own knowledge. Yeah, and I think... um. it's brought a bit of light onto where we sit as a state and as a nation. And I I just really hope they get what they're asking for and I support them. Yeah, that's it. I think um, it's good for us to acknowledge that we are very privileged to, to be in Australia and to get paid what we do as nurses. Um, And whilst people could argue that's not enough for what we do, I've heard that argument a lot. I do think we sit very highly in comparison to any other state. Like Queensland gets paid so much more than any other state. Um, And, you know, we're just, we're very lucky to even have plans in in place for the next few years. Yeah, exactly. All right. Do you want to, should we wrap this, wrap that up? Wrap that up. (laughs) Wrap that up. But it would be good to know if anyone has any um, points or discussion around around the strikes, what they think. Has anyone participated in a strike before? Um, yeah. Does anyone have any firsthand, like, you know, people that they know over there? who Yeah. Have, have thoughts and opinions? Stuff? Yeah. That would be really interesting to hear about. Mm, yes. Let us know. Let us know. I think also I'll tag all of my um, articles. I've I've used the Guardian quite a bit. I found them a very reputable source, so yeah. I'll I'll tag those in our show notes. And we'll post some um, like reels. I think reels. Yeah, fr- yeah, from the different strikes. There's a lot of um, footage on TikTok in particular from these strikes and just the reasons behind why people are out, their thoughts and feelings towards it. So it might help you guys understand a little bit more about what's going on yeah guys we thought to kind of wrap up our year of 2022 we might talk about some ins and outs 
it's been a an interesting year, has it not, Ruby? Oh yeah, it's been a roller coaster, man. Where would you rate your year? Where would Say, I rate my year? Yeah, so one to ten, one is the worst year you've ever had. <laughs> ten is the best. Where does twenty twenty two kind of sit? Oh, um, I would give it a six. A six, okay. Mm-hmm. That's give it a six. That's pretty good. That's above the average. That's all right. That's above the average. Yeah. Yeah. What I about think you? That's pretty good. Um, look, it started off strong. It, we had a lot of ups and downs throughout the year. Um, I went away for a few months and heaps of extreme up and downs with that um and I would say the last three months have been extremely heavy is probably the only way I can describe it um I would probably say it's a five five out of ten. Oh, that's not too bad that's just yeah I think the highs kind of balance it out a little bit because I did have some good moments throughout the year yeah I think like I mean I went on a holiday that's good. A free holiday. A free holiday. It was great. That's definitely, we're going to talk about ins and outs, but that's definitely an in. That was winning an in. a holiday. Winning a holiday. <laughs> yeah. And if you go to our Facebook page right now, it looks like we're running a, um, a giveaway. A giveaway. <laughs> Which because we're Ruby is holding a big sign that says Bali. Because <laughs> somebody changed the cover photo of our reels I did, to make it more aesthetic. Well, there was like two bad photos of me on our Instagram and I was like, oh no. No, there isn't. No, just me singing. That's all. And it's got like 700 views. So. Right. That's interesting <laughs> to know. <laughs> Whoops. I'm right. really happy about that. So I guess because we've been talking about NHS, my first ins and outs, and I don't really know where this sits. I'm kind of maybe one of them is in, one of them is out. Okay. Where does Harry and my, um, Meghan Markle sit for you oh they're out they're They're out out? in my opinion they're out really because see I think the documentary that's just come out on Netflix I don't particularly like Meghan Markle she's a bit I don't know she comes across a little bit fake maybe don't hate me if you like Meghan Markle but that's kind of the impression I get from it but Harry has a voice in that now so people can go away with the whole Megan dragged him away from the Royals. Like he also made that decision. So I don't really know. I don't I'm think 50, 50 she on it. dragged him away. I think that she just doesn't like come across very well. Yes. And yes. I also think that the way it's kind of like, oh, we didn't know that it would be so intense marrying a Royal, like a Prince. Really? Yes. Like you're not on the same level after being in like one TV series 10 years ago. It's not the same. Yeah. And I feel like she thought it was the same. Like, we're both public figures. It's also, like, when you go on a date, you do a little bit of background research. Like, you stalk their Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like, you are going to go out on a date with a royal. Wouldn't you do a little bit of background research? You'd think. Well, I think it was a blind date that they went on. Well, in the documentary, it kind oh. of – they met, I think, um, through mutual friends on a night out – but then they went out on a date and they knew each other when they went on that date. Oh, well, yeah. But maybe it's the American thing because yeah. I don't think the monarchy is like, it has really nothing to do with America. So they probably don't even think about it. Whereas I think we're a little bit more aware. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Because we're part of it. I'm not yeah, sure. We're part of the Commonwealth. <laughs> Anyways, we've gone on such a tangent of, Harry and Meghan Markle, um, as if they don't get enough (laughs) airtime. What are some other ins that you can think of right now for 2023? What is still in? Still in? Mm. Um, What is still in? I think I've noticed, like, claw clips at work are in. Oh, yeah. But now it's changed. It's like the small 90s butterflies. 90s is in. Oh, in general. Bucket hats, butterfly clips, probably a dark lip soon enough. Instant Den- instant cameras. Oh, that you Kodak. have to get developed. What a Kodak moment that is. Yeah. They are in. I've still got like three cameras I need to go get developed. And so. they're also like, you can't get them developed barely anywhere anymore. Yes. Well, I found a place that's not, it's probably like 40 minutes away from where I live, but they do the same day 
same day. Oh, is that why when I said I can just like come past on my way to your house and you were like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's not really on the way. But at the same time, I'm gatekeeping that a little bit because I love them there. And you don't want to them to be inundated. Yeah, and then take two weeks to to develop film. Yeah, true, true. What else is out? Out, okay. Um, I think there could be some defenders here, but mm. avocado on toast, out. Out. I think yeah. I agree. I think we're done with it. Yeah, I'm much more into like field of mushrooms, like anything portobello mushrooms. Oh yeah, mushrooms are in. Oh, mushrooms, a hundred percent in. Mushrooms on everything. Yeah. Um, I think going out is out. I like, agree. Maybe that maybe it's because we're twenty five now, we're pushing the age limit. Oh, all right. <laughs> you're getting a bit old, <laughs> you know. But pushing I like the age limit. Yeah, house parties are so much more fun. You can bring your own drinks. You can wear what you want. You don't have to put fake eyelashes on if you don't want to. Yeah, definitely. I I don't think that it's even for a cost way, like cost effective. Yes. You don't have to Uber. You potentially could stay at the person's house. So Yeah, exactly. And you don't yeah, you don't have to like wear shoes. Depending. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What house parties are you going to? <laughs> I, 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 if I cannot wear shoes, I won't. Yeah, that's I'm true. a shoes off person. Well, see, I'm a huge napper, so like, if oh, I can that's... take a sneaky nap at a party, I will. <laughs> so house parties are perfect. Like going out to the valley just doesn't really. You can't really nap. No, no. Maybe at birdies when you're like 18 on the couch. What's that? I don't even think I've ever been there. Really? I don't that's think how so. much we go out. And a, a couch. I wouldn't be lying on any kind of couch. Yeah. I feel like no. you're going to pick something up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. That is why going out is out. Yeah. What it's else? Out. Is, okay. What's another one that's in? I feel like festivals are in. Oh, huge. Festivals mm. in. Yep. In. in. Yep. Festivals in. Festivals. <laughs> and again, 90s fashion for festivals. Totally mm. in. Like those pants that are not tight. Like the wide. Pants that are not tight. Like you know, square pants. No, like they're not jeans. They're like. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the baggy pants. What's that? Um, are they like cargo pants? Yeah, there's a particular brand. Oh my gosh. I, you can tell I'm not like a fashion girly because. Don't you have some? I have a pair of like baggy, like denim pants. Yeah, which is very out of my norm to wear, to be honest. Um, but there's another pair of pants that you can get that you roll down and you have like the waistband showing. Oh, I've forgotten yeah. the brand. See, it's I'm very like, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera kind of Oh, yeah. I vibes. think, unfortunately, for the girls that have, like, like my type of body, like, I think midriffs are in, unfortunately. Midriffs, I agree. I think midriffs are in. And I'm just, I don't think I'll ever get around that. I think just get it out. Yeah. I don't get your out if you want it's, it out. Yeah, I don't care if you want it out. Like, go ahead. I think it's more that I don't like like the breeze on my belly the breeze (laughs) (laughs) that's my only concern the sensation (laughs) yeah um and all right what else is out butterboards oh my gosh they were in for like Mm. a month there and I was getting a bit worried because I'm like we live in Australia and it can get up to like 40 degrees what do you mean we're putting butter on a board also why are we putting anything on a board why am I paying to make to assemble my own food yeah, yeah, that's so true. Like, there's all those different boards that are like you said. There was a bagel board. There was a bagel board that had like um chunks of salmon and cream cheese. You could like make your own thing. Even like even in one of like the magazine, the Taste magazine for Christmas, they had like a Christmas board, and you could have like the chicken and the prawns and everything just on a big board, and you just make everything up yourself. Right. Okay. Not into it. You're not. I, I think it's the like deconstructed. Deconstructed coffees that you can get. Yeah. All right. So just make your own. Make your own. I don't know why am I putting. My but own we're going to charge you five dollars extra. Yeah. To do it. No. Not a fan. Not a fan. I feel very strongly about this. I've just. Realized. Yeah. I think the butter boards. It's just like, do we eat that much butter normally? Like, I don't think I'll ever just like dunk a piece of cheese Bread. into butter. Like <laughs> cheese. I don't know. What do they put on butter? Dairy, protein. Well, yeah, for the lactose intolerant, 
it's a, a, a bit much sometimes. A bit much. Depending. Um, I think there's a whole category of cheaters and baby daddies that are just on their way out. Yeah. Like, so far out. It's ridiculous. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, like Nick Cannon. Well, yeah, Nick Cannon and his 13 children and 12 baby mamas or whatever. That's like, so weird. Like, are they – I and him and Elon Musk as well. I think they're just – Elon is a weird – Elon – I feel like Elon and Kanye West are in their, like, a similar box. Yeah, Kanye West is so far out. He needs his own category. <laughs> yeah, correct. Unfortunately no. for him, he has some attitudes that we just do not support whatsoever. And Elon is crazy. Yes. I think the cheaters that I was talking about oh, are yeah. Kristen Thompson. Oh, yeah. Forgot Adam Levine. Oh, yes. My gosh. Ned Fulmer. Oh, yes. that was heartbreaking. If you guys watched the Try Guys, I just thought, how could he do that? That got more. I loved all the think pieces as well about, like, why does anyone care about this guy? Yes. Yeah. And it's just because really of how he advertised himself as, like, the husband and father. And he's, I think because the Try Guys have been around for so long as well. Like, they were there kind of at the beginning of YouTube. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Can I get you on to a recommendation for the Try Guys? They've yeah. just released a video. So, obviously, in the States, um, cannabis and, like, T- what's it called? Oh, my God. THC. Yes. Yeah. Um, is legalized in some parts of America. And, anyways, they've released Zach's, I think it's his bachelor party. Like, they go out for dinner and it's, like, this nine course meal and it has marijuana in each <laughs> and so it's like a total of like 40 milligrams like something wild is that it, how much you would have I think it's a lot more because lot more. unless they're acting they it, they get so high it's actually <laughs> insane to watch it <laughs> I'll watch that that sounds hilarious yeah but it, it's interesting how they like calculate the dosages and what types they use like what extracts they use um it depends on like what type of mood they'll put them in it's really oh that's so weird yeah so they get the giggles like after the first entree (laughs) and then do they start crying at any point no well I don't know I got like most of the way through and then I had to go to work but I'm going to finish watching it this afternoon because it was just such a good laugh (laughs) but yeah Definitely click onto that onto YouTube. <laughs> I definitely will because it sounds hilarious. I think some other ins, mm. um, work-wise, aside from the claw clips, uh-huh. that smut <laughs> genre. Smut. It's what such an uncomfortable smut? word. What a what a word. Um, you know, like that book genre. What does smut actually mean? Well, maybe you let should me Google it. Let me Google smut because okay. I feel like it's inappropriate. I think so too. That's why it just says like the word. What does it say? Okay, so Oxford Dictionary definition of smut. A fungal disease of cereals in which parts of the ear change to black powder. I have a feeling that is not. Well, I didn't know that's what they were reading reading about. But hey, if you're into agriculture. And fungus. (laughs) Then then I guess I got the whole wrong message. No, I'm pretty sure it's like a romance that everyone's into oh at the moment moment, yeah because everyone does things in groups that's it it's trending it's trending um the other one jennifer coolidge oh she's so cool i love her yeah my parents were watching the watcher the other day and i was like oh my gosh she's so in and then she's in the um the white White lotus Lotus as well but she's just making a resurgence She's a, I think she's actually quite a good actress. Yeah, she's just so funny. I love how she speaks. Um, and then I think also that's in is burnout. <laughs> burnout is in, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Especially in the healthcare industry, burnout is real. It's real and it's in and hopefully not here to stay. Yeah. What's out is wearing masks at work. Oh, <laughs> for, three for 48 days. hours. For 48 hours until they came back in. Yeah, and now I reckon that... I reckon they're here, here to stay, to be honest. I think so too. I've had a few mm-hmm. patients that are like, did you guys, you guys always wore masks though, right? We're like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we used to breathe directly on you. It was, yeah, not not a thing. Yeah. Um, work-life balance in. 
Yes, in. 100% in. Um, Mental health days, in. Oh, so in. <laughs> I'm all about it. All about a good mental health day? I think out um, is he- being called a health hero. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's it. on its way out now. It's where I, I think it's where, yeah, everyone's over it. Everyone's over it. Everyone just wants to live a balanced life, you know, <laughs> after COVID. 100%. 100%. Let's hope COVID is out. Let's just hope yeah. that passes. Yeah, COVID needs to be out. We're running on its third year now. Third year anniversary was in November, wasn't it? <laughs> Did you do anything? Um, nope. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> to be honest, it passed and I didn't even think of it. No, neither did I. Trying I think to international travel is in. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Panic travel, I reckon. And um, I reckon is in. The, the oh. saying, I reckon, is in. No, I reckon needs to, ca- like, I, <laughs> you actually started that. I know, and everyone's copied me. Everyone. <laughs> you. I reckon, and I say it so much, even at work, I say it all the time. I sound like such a bogan. So for the but listeners. But I don't think you actually say it. No, well, for the listeners at home, our first episode, I just kept saying, I reckon. Like a lot. I had to edit it so much so that I didn't sound like the world's biggest bogan because it was I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. And now Ruby's caught on and it's just the saying of the year. (laughs) And I can't stop. I can't stop. No. And I say it really like really bogan. I reckon. I reckon. (laughs) Anyway. But that hopefully that should that can be out actually. Yeah, we'll we'll update everyone. (laughs) What were we updating people on? Like our New Year's resolutions. How's that going? Day one. How's it going? Um, I tripped over nothing. Oh. And fell into wet grass. Okay. So we're, yeah, like, great. And dropped my phone. Oh, no. Like for no reason. Well, there you go. So it's not going well. So so far. <laughs> yeah, not going well. <laughs> Let's hope it turns around. No, this year is going to be a good year. Like we said, we're manifesting. So that's it. Yes, that's the other thing I was what? going to say. Um, social media and just like general flex culture. I don't know what the term is. We were trying to think of this before. Oh, yeah. That's flex, out. I think that's out. I think everyone is waking up to influences in particular, like advertising their rich, wealthy lives. And I think people are just over it at this point. So- would you say authenticity is in? Yes, that is in. Authentic lives, real representation, that's yeah. in. Or even just the the knowledge that social media is not real. Yes, yeah. And comparison is the thief of joy, they say. Oh, it's yes, it is the thief of joy. Wow. Well, don't compare yourself to anyone else. And sometimes it's not always good to compare yourself to previous versions of yourself. <laughs> because you grow and you change. Yeah, that's it. I agree with that. It's a very deep thought, but just sure. we'll we'll might cover that in another episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We throughout this episode we've had a few things like we could talk about Instagram and the effects on us and you know. Yeah, that might be interesting actually. Yeah, so let us yeah. know if that's where you want this podcast to go. We're kind of open to suggestions. So if people do have suggestions and they're like, "Oh, look, the NHS strike was interesting, but probably don't want to hear more about such serious topics. Mm. Give us some suggestions that we can work off. Yeah, exactly. But we Great. still might update you on things like yes through through the year if we hear of anything. Well, I even hope, if you're not interested, we might just make you interested. Yeah, I really hope that the NHS workers get what they're asking for because it's it's just going to fall apart if they don't do something serious and change it. Yeah, I agree. It'd be such a shame. It would be such a shame. Oh, but anyway. Oh, on that note, yeah. the other recommendation, because we didn't really do that oh. early on. Yes. I told you to go and download this book, which is also a tv series on binge we said binge? yeah on binge yeah so it's called um this is going to hurt by an author adam k he was a doctor in nhs between i don't know like 2004 to 2008 somewhere like that in the 2000s um mainly specializing in obstetrics 
But, oh, my gosh, such a good read. If you're not a reader, the TV series is amazing as well. Really high um, production value, great actors. But it just really highlights some of the struggles that the NHS already had. And this is, like, you know, a decade, 15 years prior to all of this stuff happening now. So it just gives you, like, a really good insight into the system and the struggles that doctors actually face and the culture in medicine. Well, I'm going to read it. I actually went and bought the physical book. Yes. So okay. I can hold it in my hand. Well, 90s are in, so. 90s are in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't watched the series, but I can't wait to read the book. And I'll yes. let you know what I think next week. Yeah. And the book is like a compilation of true stories that happened while he was working as a doctor. And when, especially when I watched the TV series, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this actually happened. It just seems like you're watching, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy or <laughs> Scrubs or some sort of like similar medical TV drama, but it's real life. Like that actually happened. And I love a medical drama. Yes. Yeah, so, but this is all based on true stories. So it's great. Ooh. Now I have to read a whole book in a week. That's going to be really hard. A lot of pressure. <laughs> and record another podcast episode in a week. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. We're just starting off the year with really un- unrealistic expectations. <laughs> but anyway. Right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on, the Gubby Gubby people, and pay our respects to their elders past and present.